Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Badass is also challenging Mark Zuckerberg to a boxing match as well, too. So they fighting this year. It's not happening. What is up? What's going on? Welcome back to a brand new episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and here is where we keep you updated on everything that's happening in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, cultural appreciator, music enthusiast, Asia Sky. And I'm your other lovely host and hip hop aficionado, A-Dub. It's Tuesday, and T-Pain is revealing some shocking details about a really dark time in his life, and you'll never guess who caused it. Then we have our DX Rising stars, Tusi and DDG, who might be doing a celebrity boxing match pretty soon. And we got tour season in full effect. Lil Baby is going on tour. J. Cole might be going on tour. Plus DX Rising Star Blast. And then finally, we have an update on the Rick Ross Drake joint album. Is it happening? Is it not happening? Hmm. Hmm. Let's get into it. All right, let's get down to it. So kicking it off with T-Pain, he's opening up big time in this latest Netflix series that he's about to be a part of. So yeah, T-Pain's going to be in this new Netflix series called This Is Pop, which is basically an eight-part series that's exploring some untold stories from some of the biggest people in pop music history. And T-Pain basically in the preview was saying how he had depression for four years based on Usher telling him that his auto-tune effed up music. Ooh, harsh, Usher. Come on now. We were actually going to the 2013 BT Awards, and we were all in first class. And uh, I went to sleep. I was awakened by um, by the flight attendant. She said, Usher would like to talk to you in the back. So I got up and went back and it was like, uh, you know, how's everything going? Quick, small talk, no big deal. And um, it was like, man, I want to tell you something, man. I was like, what's, what's, what's good? I thought he was about to tell me something real. He sounded real concerned. He was like, man, you kind of kind of fucked up music. Dang. <laughs> Harsh. I didn't understand. Usher was my friend. He was like, nah, man, you really like, you really fucked up music for real singers. Literally at that point, I couldn't listen. Is he right? Did I, did I fuck this up? Did I fuck up music? And I, and that is the very moment. And I, I don't even think I, I realized this for a long time. That's the very moment that started like a four year depression for me. 
it's the music for me. Right. They got me in here wanting to cry. Right. That's sad. Now, Usher knows he was dead wrong for doing that to T-Pain. You don't do that. You don't, you don't hold one person accountable for everybody else's actions in music. Like, if everybody decided to jump on the auto-tune wave after T-Pain did it, blame them for that. Don't blame him for doing his art in his own way and saying he messed up music. Usher know he was there wrong for that. That that wasn't right. Yeah, exactly. And then it makes me think about, like, even if T-Pain kind of made auto-tune popular for this decade, this decade or whatever, but, you know, back in the old days where they had, like, the little thing they put in their mouth and they would, it was kind of like auto-tune as well, but they had, like, that funky sound. It's like a yeah, bunch of people did that, like, in the 80s. and Yeah, the thing Roger, uh, Zap and Roger used to use back in the day, the little talk box. The talk box. Yeah, it's like, that was very popular back then, too, and I feel like just T-Pain kind of gave his own spin on that in a way, and if people, like you said, people want to jump on it and use it, that's on them. Like, if they right. need help, there's natural, singles, there's natural singers out here. So for him to say that he messed up music is Wild to me. So it was wrong for T-Pain to have auto-tune on his songs, but it was just fine for Bruno Mars to do it on 24 Karat Magic, huh? Right. Like, let's talk about it. Like, it doesn't yeah. make no sense. All righty. That's all I'm saying. We're going we gonna to chastise one person. Let's chastise everybody. And even Justin Bieber probably has used auto-tune at one point. And you know that's Usher's artist, so... It's crazy. I think everybody has used it at one point. Right. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it got much more widely accepted now than it was then. But yeah, T-Pain is always hard when you're that first person to do it and break down the doors for it. And T-Pain was speaking on that in another one of the clips from that show. He was saying like the first person never gets the credit or they hardly ever get the credit. And then the next people that do it, that's when it really gets popping and those people get the credit. So yeah, seems like he's kind of right. Judge it by what Usher said to him. Right. And then for T-Pain to then spiral into a depression because of what Usher said, that's also wild. But looks like maybe that's probably why he... We didn't hear a lot from him in the past couple of years because he was going through something like that and we had no idea. Exactly. And you never know what people are going through. And I wonder once Usher sees this, what his response will be. Like, will he say something publicly? Will he hit up T-Pain? Will he call him? Will he apologize? Will he kind of stand by what he said? Like, I'm wondering what the response to this is going to be. I hope Usher does something because you can't, if, if, our, if someone out here is saying that you caused my depression, you gotta say something if you're a good person. Something. Come yeah. on now. I will definitely be checking this out. The series is out today, so I'm watching that as soon as I get home. And there's gonna be some other notable people on there. Yep, you got Shania Twain's gonna be on there, Chuck D, Babyface, some members of Boys to Men, Backstreet Boys, and many more. So it's gonna be a lot. Okay, I'm tuning in. Mm hmm. Other things I might be tuning into. Okay, so our DX Rising Stars, we know they had a little bit of beef in the past. I'm talking about Tusi and DDG. Well, now it turns out they might be taking part in a celebrity boxing match with each other at that. Yes, if you remember back in April is when this whole Tusi and DDG quote-unquote beef started because um, Tusi went live with academics and was saying that an incident happened where Ruby Rose, which is I guess, are her and DDG still together at this point? Who or? knows? These couples, they break <laughs> up, they make up, they break up again. We don't know. We don't know their relationship status right now. Right. So uh, back then in April when Tusi was saying this whole story about um, Ruby Rose kind of being kind of spicy with Tusi about uh, his cousin performing, about his cousin attending her show, and then DDG was put his two cents in. It was a bunch of, like, triangle battle beef type of thing between those three, but now it looks like... Tusi said that I need a boxing match, set it up. And then DDG says, did somebody say box? And that's when he said, let's set it up. So it's on the internet for right now, but will it become something official? We got to see, but that's what's going on. 
Well, DDG already started his celebrity boxing career, so yeah. why not set up the next fight? Keep it going. You know, DDG's a YouTube star, so he knows how to play it up, get views. He has an audience that he'll bring. The teens, young adults, they love Tusi. They adore Tusi. Mm-hmm. So Tusi has a whole fan base that he's going to bring. And if they do still have any underlying issues, why not take it out on the boxing ring? Like, this is a more productive way to solve issues, I think, than just going back and forth barking on each other on social media (laughs) like this is this is a productive way for them both to get their names brands out there and get some money in their pocket and handle whatever issues they might have so I'm definitely here for it I'm here for it too but I'm just kind of interested on like where did the whole like celebrity boxing match trend come from like it's probably stemmed from a long time ago but it's like Logan Paul brought it back Logan and Jake Paul one of them (laughs) one of the Paul brothers they brought it back I think it's want to fight and, you know, instead of like fighting in the streets or like whatever, to actually have a, basically a performance in a sense and, you know, basically take your Twitter fingers into the real life world and see what you about. They should perform at the boxing match, like before they go on. You know yeah. how they, the performers walk out the boxers? Like they can walk themselves out. Like Tusi can come out singing Love Cycle mm-hmm. and then DDG <laughs> can come out singing Moonwalking in Calabasas and then boom, they just go in the ring and start fighting. I would love that. I would love to see that. That'd be a good idea. And speaking of uh, Moonwalking in Calabasas, Blueface has been saying that he's wanted to fight as well. He sparred with YK Osiris, so Blueface was one that wants to do a boxing match as well. And then Boosie Badass is also challenging Mark Zuckerberg to a boxing (laughs) match as well, too. So they fighting this year. It's not happening. (laughs) But with Blueface, I don't think he weighs more than 100 pounds. Like, I'm sorry. I I have a hard time (laughs) believing he's touching 125. Yeah. I don't know who Blueface can fight. Yeah, it has to be, I guess, it's, YK is little. Like yeah, they both weight. are skinny guys. They both are skinny guys, but, like, they both look like they weigh 150 combined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of lightweight right there. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know if I want to see two sticks rubbing together. <laughs> Cause a big old fire in that ring. Don't want it. Yeah, and then Boosie with Mark Zuckerberg. Um, Mark Zuckerberg is too rich for this. I'm sorry, Boosie. Yeah, Mark would probably, like, send somebody else to fight for him because there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. One thing that is happening, though, is Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. They are going on tour. Yes. Tour season is officially upon us. Everybody's back outside. Give it up one time. Everybody trying to get that bag, that concert bag. Yes, so The Voice and The Hero are teaming up, as they just did for their new album, The Voice of the Heroes. They said, we put out an album. It went number one, so why not tour it? Exactly. They're calling it the We Back Outside Tour. And there's a couple dates on there. It's a good amount. They're coming to North Carolina, um, New Orleans, Dallas, Houston, Anaheim, Oakland, Salt Lake City, Brooklyn, Newark, Louisville, Tampa. You got a good little here and there. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they got dates out here, okay? <laughs> and I know what Lil Baby and Lil Dirk is getting for shows. And yeah, they about to rake, they about to rake it up on this, <laughs> on this tour run. Yeah, I had someone say that they're willing to spend like, Five hundred to a thousand dollars just to get a ticket, so they're gonna Ooh. get some big money for this concert. Yes, now another big concert, big tour that's more than likely happening is a J Cole tour. Now, why you ask? J Cole hopped on social media. He put a little graphic that said tour, and then he asked, "Should I tour this one?" And I took that as a rhetorical question because right. I feel like J Cole, if you're asking us that, the tour is lined up, the dates are in place. Now you're just waiting on everything to secure and lock in so you can announce it. Because no way you're asking us that and then not touring it. 
Exactly. Like, J. Cole has to have something planned up his sleeve because you can't tease us like that and then not bring a tour. Like, you have to do it. Who do you think he's going to bring with him on this tour, though? That's the question. That's what I'm wondering because we know it's happening. <laughs> Who do you think he's bringing with him? Definitely 21 Savage. He's got to be on there. Has to. Um, I feel like a bunch of Dreamfield people. Yeah. Yeah, just bring everybody that signed with them. So you got um, Ari Lennox, you got Earth Gang, you got... JID, Boss. Yeah, everybody. He should bring the whole gang. Mm-hmm. And he should bring some of the people that were going to be on Dreamville Fest when it got canceled. You know, my, why not yeah. sprinkle a few of them in there? Like, just make it a whole thing. Make it a whole Dreamville Fest reunion, if you will. Yeah, if someone said uh, the, he would kind of maybe do, like, how TDE and Kendrick did, where they just brought everybody. That's yeah, bring the whole label on tour. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. It's only right. So hopefully we get some dates soon and it comes to fruition and they go on sale and it'd be a big old concert. Bring, bring back the $1 tour, J. Cole. <laughs> Take us okay. to the dollar in the dream days. <laughs> okay. So we can pay $1 to get in that thing. Exactly. That would be lit. Now also touring this year is DX Rising Star Blast. We'd love to see it. Hey. Go off, Blast. He's been having one hell of a year. He really has. He's doing really good. And now he's it's his first headlining tour. Yes, this is major now. So he's got 12 different cities, his first headlining tour ever, like you said. This is a major moment. And it just goes to show, like, you know, DX Rising Stars list. (laughs) Clearly, they're doing what they're supposed to do because Tusi and DDG out here about to get some money for this celebrity boxing match. They both got their music popping off. Blast is going on his first big tour. It's like watching your, your kids grow up. It really is. They're just doing such great, big, grand things. You really love to see it. And I feel like the DX Rising Star list is well-picked. Yeah, so it's called the No Love Lost Tour. And tickets go on sale Friday, June 25th, 10 a.m. And you can purchase them on the DX website. How about that? Mm-hmm. Now, lastly, Rick Ross, the boss, he's finally given us an update on this joint Rick Ross-Drake album that's been supposed to happen for years now. So during an interview with Complex, Rosé spoke on doing the joint album with Drake, and he was basically saying how timing just keeps both of them from really locking in in the studio and getting the project done. But despite them being all busy and whatnot, Ross says that he and Drake both want to make the project happen. He actually said, me and Drizzy, we have spoken about it within the last 48 hours. But it's only so much I can say other than this is the closest or the realest he's ever been. He's wrapping up his project and I'm in the same space. Hmm. Yeah. So he he put out a lot right there because he let us know that Certified Lover Boy is almost done. Right. Rick Ross's new album, Richest I've Ever Been, is almost done. Right. And they're in the space where they're going to be working on their joint album together. So are we about to get the one, two, three? The three piece? Sheesh, we might as well. That would be crazy, like, within the span of a year or even a year and a half, two years. Like, to get all three of those albums, that would be crazy. And then Ross went on to add, so the timing and everything is aligning. It's something that we really want to give the streets on some real-ish. So it's looking real solid. That's the most I can say. Sounds like a guarantee to me. Now, it sounds like it's definitely going to happen. And like I said, I kind of want, want Drake to drop first because we need that. Then Rick Ross can drop his. And then the collab right after. Sounds like a plan to me. Mm-hmm. They need to take that and run with it. <laughs> that is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms, wherever you are listening to podcasts in podcast land. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our social medias, like our Instagram and our Twitter at Hip Hop DX. And follow us too. I'm at Asia Sky on everything. And I'm at A Dub on everything too. We'll see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. 